Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Robert and I am back. I was out on the, I was out on the road last week and did a lot of fun stuff. I uh, got together with some friends, some family, and actually got to be an insurance agent last week also which is always nice. And it got me to thinking, I'm quite certain I have not, I have not kind of given the story of, I guess, why I'm an insurance nerd or or how that originates. It's what my friends might call an, an origin story, right? If my superpower was insurance expertise, uh, that's not a superpower. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually reminded of there, there's this comedian that has uh, this, it's it's a bit where he like brings up a Venn diagram and he's like, uh, I'm not a geek, I'm a nerd. And he explains like where the intersection of obsession and social awkwardness and intellect kind of meet and, you know, create a nerd. Anyway, it's, it's not my bit. But yeah, uh, insurance expertise, uh, I don't know, there's, there's probably a Venn diagram for that one too, if if one was so inclined. Hey, I, w- I wasn't always like this, all right? I grew up a regular kid, all right? I, I liked G.I. Joe and Transformers cartoons. Uh, I played basketball out on the driveway with my friends, chased girls. You know, I was a regular kid at one point, and then something happened, and I, I can remember, I can actually remember one point in time when I got really interested in insurance. Now, my my father, my father's going to play a big part in this story. I can I can already I'm thinking ahead. Uh, it's actually his birthday today. Uh, the day that I'm recording this, it's his birthday. I called him this morning. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that. I called my dad on his birthday, and I, I realize now this is just a, a little bit of a strange coincidence. He is going to play a part in this story. I was uh, not kidding when I said I, I, I chased girls when I was a little kid. I, I was one of those that did well in school. My parents and grandparents and everybody had you know, high hopes for me. I was going to do great things and be very successful. And then uh, my high school girlfriend and I got pregnant over spring break, senior year. And, <laughs> you know, looking back, you know, it's been, been t- almost 30 years. Uh, it's it's interesting to me how it, it was so crushing to them when I told them that... Um, that we were pregnant and 
yeah, I, I don't want the podcast to be about that so much, but you'll you'll see how this kind of plays into uh, the the story. You know, my my girlfriend, I loved her. I I wanted to have that baby, and she did too. And so we got married. And I, I had a scholarship to, to Michigan State University, and I wasn't going to give that up. So, you know, the the family was coming with me. And so I, I, got, I got married about six weeks out of high school. My wife and I moved into married housing, uh, Cherry Lane Apartments in, in East Lansing, right on campus. We moved in on, let's see, it was the 11th of July, 1994. And, you know, obviously we're both 18 years old. We don't, we don't know anything about anything really at that point. You think you do when you're 18, totally think that you have got some stuff figured out, but I didn't. And, you know, once you're actually on your own, you start to realize all of the things that you don't know. And, uh, perhaps to my credit, you know, I, I had, enrolled in this class it was called it was something like like marriage and family or something like I mean I realized I don't I don't really know anything about being a father or a husband if I can earn credit in college and and learn something you know incredibly useful hey that sounds like a great idea so I remember taking that class and and that was a first first semester freshman year class and then the well, the campus is just littered with all these flyers of other things that are going on, right? And so one day I, I happened to see this flyer walking to or from class. I see this flyer advertising this like financial seminar. And I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I, I, I mean, I think the gist of it was they were going to talk to you about like just financial products and financial health. And I I didn't really know a whole lot, okay? I can't even take my head back to that time and, and remember what I did or didn't know. But I just had this sense that I didn't know near enough. And whatever it was they were going to talk about, I, I would probably benefit from that. And so I, I, I told my wife, hey, we need to go to this thing. And I this one, this would have been early enough in the semester my son hadn't been born. Okay, so my son was born just before Thanksgiving. And so my wife, Jessica, and I, we, we both went to this thing. It was in Wells Hall. And a relatively small group of students there listening to this lady give a spiel. And she kind of just talked about a number of different things. Investments, you know, mortgages, insurance, bank accounts, credit cards. I remember her getting to the topic of disability insurance. And she made this point that, that I have made to, to prospects over and over again. She said, I know a lot of you sitting out there are thinking that you don't have assets to insure. Okay. We, we, we talked about renter's insurance. We talked about auto insurance and you know, maybe a couple other, you know, property coverages. She's like, I know you, you, you're thinking you don't have, you know, anything terribly valuable to insure. She's like, well, let me correct your thinking. You have something tremendously valuable to insure because right now you're all 
pursuing a degree at Michigan State University, and you are going to earn millions of dollars over the course of your career. Literally, millions of dollars. Your ability to earn an income is a tremendously valuable thing. And that is worth insuring. And then she launched into her whole thing about disability income insurance. And I was, well, I, I let me put it this way. I She's right. I did feel like I was broke and I didn't have anything valuable to insure. And the way that she put that, you know, she completely flipped things around and I instantly felt richer. You know, I, I, I really felt like better about myself, my situation. There's a lot of stress in being young and poor, uh, a baby on the way. It's it's incredibly stressful. And just the way that she kind of framed all that, I instantly felt better. And that really propelled me into the career that I have today. I went out and I got a book on disability insurance. I got it at um, I got it at this bookstore that was just right right off campus on Grand River Avenue, and I carried it with me and read it like between classes. And I had that book for years, and knew more about disability insurance than anybody who wasn't selling insurance really should. I, I just I just loved this stuff, and. When I first enrolled at Michigan State, I, I, I think I was, you know, just like a general business or business administration major. But before the end of that freshman year, I, I changed it to finance. I wanted to work in insurance. And along the way, you know, I, I found some other interests also. You know, at one point, I, I, I thought investment banking, you know, would be interesting but ultimately, I found, now, to, to be fair, to be fair, I think by the end of my senior year, I was, I was pursuing positions that were going to be paying significantly more than an insurance agent would be paid initially. I was looking at investment banking jobs. Never, never got an offer you know, from an investment bank, not no Goldman Sachs. Um, they they were not pursuing me. It's not. I don't want to be like ah, I, I I turned down these jobs. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to commute from Connecticut. Well, no, I I didn't get those offers. So was, <laughs> I I pursued stuff in you know just corporate finance. Uh, I remember, yeah. Procter and Gamble and, you know, some of the, the auto firms that are there in Michigan. And you know what? I, if I'm being totally honest, I don't remember getting offers from or any, any really attractive offer. Yeah, I'll put it that way. I don't remember getting attractive offers from anything like that. I got an offer to work for this family-run agency in Northbrook, Illinois. And and I accepted that offer. And was, it was just, I was truly excited. I was truly excited about getting my career started. And I remember, I remember telling my dad over the phone where I was going to be working. 
and what I was going to be doing, right? I was going to be a, you know, a life and health insurance agent. <laughs> and I could just hear in his voice this um, disappointment, <laughs> you know, you know, graduating with a finance degree from Michigan State and going to work as an insurance agent. Hmm. He might tell the story differently. I don't know. But I could hear that disappointment in his voice. And I don't, uh, I don't know if I totally understood. I think I probably, you know, led him to believe, uh, as I did at the time, that, that I might go work for an investment bank. And I, I mean, I, I know the, the prestige that can come with that. Uh, by, by the way, I'm, I'm not sorry that I didn't do that. I, I, I'm very happy with how everything has turned out. But I, I do remember the sound of his voice when I told him. And, and not, to, not to pick on him, you know. There were other people that were questioning my decision. Hmm. And looking back, you know what? You don't, you don't need a degree to be an insurance agent. Now that I've been in the insurance business long enough, I don't, I don't mean to, uh, I guess, put down anybody that's in this business because I love it. But you know what? You don't need a college degree to be an insurance agent. There are lots of people in this business that are not that bright. There are lots of people in this business that have failed at other careers. And they find their way into the insurance business. Now, that's not unique to insurance. There's probably lots of careers like that. But that's definitely true of insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe people thought, why did you spend all of that time and money in East Lansing? You could have been an insurance agent, you know, two weeks out of high school. Hmm. I actually think I'm much better at my job uh, having gone to school. Yeah. And you know what? You know, over, I forget how many years it's been. It's been a, it's been a long time. I'll tell you what, I've done a lot of different things in the insurance business. I am now working with financial institutions, and I help keep their collateral covered. I work with uh, property investors, again, to keep the, the, keep the property covered. And I like being an insurance agent. I still really like it. My sister Ashley is uh, getting her license next week. Uh, Sherry works in my office, but uh, she's going to be fully licensed now. And we expect to keep her very busy. Let me go back to, I, I like being an insurance agent. So I, so I was on the road. Yeah, I started by saying I was on the road last week. I don't get to be uh, an insurance agent as much as I maybe might like to anymore. I spend too much time sitting at this desk. But I like being out and about and seeing customers and talking about insurance. I got to do that last week. So so here's what went down last week. I was visiting this uh, bank that's a customer. And what, what we do for them is we, we make sure that their titled vehicles and real estate that serve as collateral on their loans remains insured for the life of the loan. And maybe 
maybe some of you listening don't realize this, but when you get a car loan, you sign a document that says you are going to keep that vehicle insured for the life of the loan. And if you don't, well, the bank may be tracking and find out that you're not keeping it insured. And then they come to their insurance agent, a guy like me, and they will buy a policy to cover that collateral, and then they'll charge the borrower for it. And that's essentially what we do. We do that for titled vehicles. We do that for real property. Uh, we can do that for commercial contents. Anyway, it's, as I say, a lot. it's very rewarding. It's a lot of fun for me. So what we did last week, we're, we were in a room talking with uh, the collections team at the bank and getting them up to speed on you know what the coverages were and how everything works. And some of the... Some of the best stuff to me is when, say, like one of the collections guys says, okay, well, you know, we had this situation. And so this guy, you know, what he, um, he was insured, but he was in an accident as he was uh, delivering, I don't know if it was flowers or something. He was delivering something. It was obviously, obviously a commercial activity. And so his personal auto policy was denying coverage because of this commercial activity. And I was like, yeah, all right, that, that makes perfect sense. Well, we have coverage for the bank to get the collateral fixed. Or if, if this was a total loss, we would have you know paid off the loan. And so just one after another, they're like giving me examples. They're like, oh, well, you know, what about this? Uh, I guess... And, and this, no, oh, this one definitely hit home to me because when I was 15, I, I took my parents' car before I was licensed. So, yeah, one of the other guys says, okay, so this guy, his 15-year-old daughter, you know, took out the car and, you know, was in an accident and totaled the car. And so, you know, they didn't have her covered under their policy because she, she wasn't licensed. And so we talked all about this. We're talking about permissive use and... You know, I I don't I, I don't you know sell personal auto policies myself, but I'm very familiar with the coverage. You know how they work, and here they can vary. You know, company to company and state to state. So there's there's little differences, but I generally know how personal auto policies work. And so we we had some questions about like permissive use. You know, the 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 kid she knew presumably, that she didn't you know, have permission to drive this car. She's not licensed. Her parents didn't tell her, oh, yeah, go ahead and take the car. She knew. Well, so there's an exclusion in a personal auto policy. It has to do with permissive use. If that person knows or should have known that they were not allowed to use that car, there's no, there's no coverage. And you know, from there, we kind of went off on all these other topics about permissive use and other exclusions that are typically found in a personal auto policy, which, which, by the way, are not found in our policy covering titled vehicles for the lender's interest. I, I, I found all of this stuff just terribly fascinating. Okay, I, I love going bang, bang, bang. Oh, or what about this scenario? What about that scenario? What does this exclusion mean? What does this mean? Um, uh, uh, available for regular use. 
Okay, there's another exclusion that's really common in a personal auto policy. And I, I used myself as an example. So my my girlfriend, she does not have a car, so she, she does not have a personal auto policy. And you know what? I let her use my car sometimes. If she wants to, I don't know, run out and get something to eat, it's just for her. All right, she'll, she'll run out and grab something. Maybe she wants to go out with her friends. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, this is this is a great example. Maybe she wants to run out with her friends, and I, I don't want to go. Maybe maybe I wasn't invited. Maybe it's you know it's it's not a thing for their bringing boyfriends. Maybe I wasn't invited. Maybe it's a deal where, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm an old guy and I like to be tucked in and go to bed at you know 10:30 at night. And that's when she and some of her friends, you know, get a second, <laughs> get a second win and they're ready to go out. Hey, great. That might not be the best example because they, they tend to Uber when they're, when they're doing that kind of, you know, late night weekend fun. But there you go. I mean, she might go and take the car. Now, she has my permission to use the car. So they're, the, the permissive use uh, provision kicks in and my car will be covered and the liability insurance will transfer to her as she's driving my car. But there could be questions about, is my car available for her regular use? And if so, well, then her, her driving, the, the, the physical damage and the liability coverage, that would be excluded. Well, I, I mean, I know that this could be or would be a question if she gets into an accident. So um, she very clearly, she does not have a set of keys. She doesn't live here. And there's, yeah, I mean, she, she simply does not have access to my vehicle with any regularity. There's no history of like, hey, every Thursday, you know, she gets to take the car to class or to, to, to work every Friday or, or something like that. No, 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 no. She, she has driven my car occasionally. And I would not say, I would not say it's frequently, but she drives it occasionally and she is covered under my personal auto policy. I, I love these sorts of things. Going through all these scenarios. Here's another one. My son who has appeared on this podcast once or twice. Damon is recently licensed. He lives with his mother across town, but he's here, um, you know, once or twice a week. And I, I would also say it's, it's not regular or consistent as to when he comes by. He's a busy teenager, but, uh, I actually, I let him drive my Camaro by himself for the first time yesterday. I, I, I let him drive with me in the car for the first time. It was only like two weeks ago. And he was, he was actually very good. He was very careful. And it, it really put my mind at ease about him driving it. I still don't think it's a great idea for a kid to be driving a Camaro convertible. Because it's just got, it's got too much power. For, I mean, I, I just know how I would have been. 
it's got a it's got a lot of pickup, and I just don't think it's a great idea. And I love that car, and I I don't want to have to, you know, wound him if he brings it back, you know, with scratches. So I let him drive for the first time. Uh, I was making sloppy joes for dinner last night. He was here, and. Honestly, I was sort of looking for an excuse to let him go on a, a quick errand. I said to him, hey, uh, you know, what do you, what do you like with your sloppy joes? And he's like, I don't know, we usually get fries or tater tots or something. I was like, oh, we don't have any of that in the house. I was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down to the pool. Why don't you take the car up to the grocery store and just pick out a bag of fries? And you can see his face, like, light up, right? <laughs> He's like, okay. I was like, don't park next to anyone else, okay? Be you be that guy. You park five spaces from anybody else. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I I would do that anyway. It's like, good. And uh, yeah, he went to the store, brought it back. He he backed the car back into the space when he got home. Looks great. No problems. Now, I don't pay for his auto insurance. Not directly, anyway. He's not under my personal auto policy. He doesn't live here. He, he lives with his mother, and presumably she has added him to her personal auto policy as a licensed driver in her household. So I do not need to add him as a driver under my personal auto policy, but... Under permissive use, I I grant him permission to drive my car if it is damaged. Okay, my policy will pay for that damage. And so people often have questions about, well, okay, is is it the driver's insurance or is it the the car owner's insurance that's that's primary? The industry has just kind of worked out that the insurance on the vehicle is going to be primary, not the driver's insurance. So, in, in this particular scenario, I, I let my son drive the car. He's not a driver under my policy. But if he, he gets into an accident, you know, my insurance coverage is going to pay for that. And here again, I, I could probably, you know, spend another half an hour on this podcast just running through, like, uh, auto insurance examples. You, that probably, that's probably not a great idea. You're going to get bored with that pretty fast. But... Auto insurance is, is just one of those things like, I mean, almost everybody has it. Almost everybody's been in an accident at some point. And so people do tend to find it interesting and, and willing to talk to me about it. Much, much more so than they would about, you know, insurance for their lender's collateral, stuff like that. Uh, people, people ask me what I do, what kind of insurance I'm in, and I tell them and they just, they look at me like I'm speaking Chinese. That's okay. That's okay. I get it. All right, so I, I guess what? That was a, a quick story about what prompted me to get into an insurance career and kind of what I'm doing, what I did last week. By the way, I will, I will wrap up by saying I know that my dad's proud of me. All right. He, he may have been disappointed that one day that I told him I was getting into an insurance career. I know my dad's proud of me, and, and that feels good. I'm, I'm doing fine. I, I could tell, you know, he respects what I do and what I built here. Uh, I saw him out here in Phoenix just just a few weeks ago. 
and he and I, we get along great. I hope he's, hope he's having a happy birthday today. And for you all, I, I hope somewhere in there, there was one interesting thing about insurance. And if, if you happen to be an insurance producer or adjuster and you need some continuing education to keep your license active, uh, check out our classes at bmfce.com. And uh, I'll have another episode out soon. All right. If you liked it, tell your friends. Leave us a review, rate the podcast. We'll have another one soon. Okay, thanks.